Hast du Lust, über Zukunft zu reden? Dann höre die Dialoge für morgen schon heute. Bei der Zukunftswoche von DM Drogeriemarkt. Erhalte spannende Impulse in fünf Talks zu fünf relevanten Themen mit mehr als 25 Speakern im Livestream. Mit Ann-Kathrin Schmitz, Richard David Precht, Luisa Dellert und vielen mehr. Die Zukunftswoche vom 25. bis 29. September ab 18 Uhr live aus Berlin. Alle Infos zum Livestream auf dm.de/zukunftswoche. Let's give it up for Albert Einstein. Now. Oh my God! I mean, how do you wake up one day, Fred? You wake up, you're like, ah, equals mc square. What? Huh? Yeah. Dude, equals mc square. It was right in front of me the whole time. Hey, uh, yeah. come over. Yeah. Come over. I, I think, I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but I think I got it. What, what do you got? I'm busy. Can you hear? I'm making French toast. What? Oh, are yeah. you? Well, yeah. Why did you, why did you pick up the phone? E what? It equals MC squared. What? So just come, just come over. Just okay. come over. Eat your French okay. toast. Come over. Okay. I'll be there Later. in half an hour? Yeah. You want some French toast? Please. Fuck off. No, I didn't mean that last part. I mean, you want to see this E equals MC squared or not? Yes. Come over. Okay, see you in a bit. In a bit. Fuck off. You're riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. Let me hear your... Uh, Check two, 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 hello. Yeah, pull Isn't it in just a little tighter. Maybe facing up a little bit. Oh, perfect guy. <laughs> Okay, I might even say brilliant. Oh yeah, like, like I know what I'm doing. Like some, maybe some of the nicest mic work I've seen. It's that I've been around them, you know. Did I you? Mean, I know. Yeah, I know mics. Did you take a night class or anything like Devry or? Probably. Or? I don't. Re- my memory isn't great, but I probably took a bunch of classes. Yeah. So you, hold on. You're sitting here before we start. Yeah. And you're telling me. You took night classes for mics? Yeah. They're, you know, you go in. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Or I'm sorry. Good evening. Uh, let's see your mic work. Hey, you. You, know, you got to fix yours. You got to fix yours. And like, hey, this guy's doing pretty good. So, yeah, everyone has a little stand. Pretty great. Dude. Fun. Well, I got it. I just want to say before we get into this is the fun of. Of doing this. Yeah. When you flip over a stone and something comes up that you didn't see coming, something yeah. unexpected. Yeah. Something like, as they said in the 60s, Wowsville. Wowsville, heard, yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. They used to say, like, hey, this cat. They used to say cats right. for people, yeah. So if this was the 50s, I said, hey, cat, you taking a night yeah, class yeah. in mic stuff? Cat, yeah. what? Guy? Yeah. Or yeah. How, how I it? think cat, cool cat, hey, cool, cool cat. Cool cat, yeah. <laughs> Remember the 50s? Oh. oh, God. I lost my virginity in the 50s. Yeah, the 50s was wild. Yeah. And everything was, you know, we heard all those, like, old crooners and stuff. All of a sudden, oh. Elvis and Chuck Berry, and you're like, what is this music? And yeah. Little Richard and, you know, on the radio. I remember it's just sort of like everyone just going, like, let's ban this music. You know, yeah. this is too loud and too raucous. Yeah. We were like, no, this is what we're our school hop is going to be is going to be this. Stuff. Yeah, remember yeah. the guys that did the, uh, the there was like the uh, the ink spots and there, yeah, was, there yeah. was the bands that they always had the one guy in the middle of the song with my honey pie, my little child, yeah. I dream of you at night, my child. Yeah. And when the moon goes down, I'll always dream of you. Yeah, and then it would start back into the song. Yeah, 
I wonder if we have probably have an equivalent of it now. What? What would that be? I think in the middles of songs, people, you know, there is like sort of, you know, someone will talk or something. Oh, they'll do like a rap now. Or like, like, yeah, or even just like a little, you know, even in rock, there'll be like a sort of a little, you know, a little middle part where someone will say something. God, I love the little middle part. It reminds me of Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Remember strawberry chocolate vanilla? Vanilla, I was going to say it. What was the middle one though? What what were what were flanking? What were the flanking flavors? Was it chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla in That's the middle? Wow! But then the strawberry was just like a pink, you know. Yeah. May as well have been vanilla with some coloring with or pink. something. But it wasn't certainly wasn't. It wasn't like there's was no berry strawberry. content. Like you would never be in danger of eating strawberry ice cream in the no. woods and having a grizzly bear attack you. No, there's, or if you were uh, yeah. allergic. Yeah. To strawberries. There's no berry content. No. It was like a, it was an off pink. Yeah. You know? Sort of like Even a chocolate clit, wise. clit pink, sort of. Yeah. Like a clit. It should be chocolate, vanilla, sort of clit pink apolitan. And then the chocolate part wasn't quite chocolate either. Yeah, it was, like, was like runny. Yeah, like, like dirt water. Grayish. Yeah. Brown. Like whale mucus, sort of. I was going to say like an age spot. Oh, like a melanoma, like yeah. liquid melanoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, like it's almost like Vegemite. Yeah. Wow. Well, Fred, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the Holland Highway podcast. Mm-hmm, that's right. I'm hitting the theme music. And uh, what a guest we have today. We got, you know, we got kind of off track a little at the beginning because you yeah. just, when you came at me with the mic stuff, the trained mic stuff, it. That kind of derailed us for a second, but we're back. Yes. We're on the Hala Hawa Paka. Yes. Look and at this. That's the beauty of this, but you can you can phonetically pronounce it any way you want. Like, yeah. like I could go, it's the Harland Highway Podcast, or what I just did with you, it's the Hala Hawa Paka. Or Arland uh, Highway Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's that, Irish? Are you Irish? Ireland, I, I don't know, that seemed like seemed almost Ar- Italian. Ireland Highway Podcast. Podcast. God, have you ever met, speaking of, and again, you're, you're taking me off track, guy, but this is, this is the sign of a dynamic guest. Speaking of Italians, have you ever met uh, Chef Boyardee, the, the famous? I know what my parents did. Are you cereal? Yeah. Talk to me, guy. I had a uh, whole well, list well, of questions, but well, whoa, New, New here York, we go again. New York is a place where whoa. you just bump into people. Yeah. You know, so all the news anchors and stuff are just, they're going down 34th Street. I find those are the hardest people to bump into, though, the anchors, because no matter how hard you bump into them, they just won't budge. That's their, you know, their anchors. That's why they're called anchors. They don't move. I know, but that's why I'm saying, guy, they're, mm-hmm. they're tough to bump into. Yeah. Nonetheless, chefs are there, famous chefs. and Your parents uh, have met Boyardee? Oh, many, many times. Talk to me, guy. Like, uh, sit and talk in your... It's, talk just, to it's me. just New York. New York, you just... Paint the there's, there's Chef Boyardee, and there's, you know, Kermit or whoever, and you just... Wait... The, you, we, we talking the mop? Yeah. 
It's New York. Is it? <laughs> but it, it's not like Whoa. when you're in the city, it's not a special like, oh, my God, Chef Boyardee is so good to meet you. Yeah. It's just like you're on the street. I'm on the street. Where I have a train to catch. Good to see you. you yeah. know? <laughs> so it, so th- they were really friendly with him. And wow. they, I well, think they went to see music together. <laughs> they went to Broadway. Uh, <laughs> Radio City Music Hall. So they'd go see. What they go see? Liberace. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did he wear the hat? Does he always wear the hat? Do you know? Did they no. say anything? No. That's okay. Like, that's like a work hat. Right. Right. But but no. you almost want him to when you're out because it's like that famous hat he wore. You you <sighs> want him to, but it's he doesn't want to. Yeah. Because he was actually really good with his fans. That's the thing that wow. was crazy. Like yeah. You know, my parents were like, hey, we'll, you know, shield you from all these people running out. And then people would be like, hey, I love your food. Oh. And Chef Boyardee was like, would stop, talk to them. What's your name? Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? What are both of your names? Yeah. What are your last names? Wow. Where do you live? Um, what do you do? And he really took his time with people because his whole thing was, yeah, I'm a chef, but I learn everything I know from everybody else. Isn't it indicative of a chef to want the details? What's yeah. your last name? Who are you? What's yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Because to them, I, th- I feel like with Boy RD, and, and I, I didn't meet him. You did. So I just oh, stopped. Oh, my parents did. Your I parents didn't, did. I didn't, Stop yeah. me if I'm going Be- too far. Before, before my time. But I feel like everything he picks up on these details are ingredients, Fred. You know? Yeah, and he mixes them all together. And it's almost like the people, the streets, New York becomes a recipe for that, that cat. Yeah. Yeah, it's which is why he was so big. You know, you don't get to the top. RD. Yeah. You know, they named uh, Lucas named R2D2 after. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the Asample limb or whatever when you can, uh, a Kylie limb. Oh. What's it called when you squish a word? A Kylie limb. That's an Kylie limb. R2D2 is a derivative of uh, Chef Boyardee. R2D2. R2D2 is yeah. well, it was he one of the robots? He was the, the robot, the retarded one. Yeah, that only knew how to whistle and chirp like a bird that had just smashed into a window. And what's the robot with the fur? Oh, that's uh, a Chewbacca. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, well. He was. He they did you don't know he's a robot until the, on uh, the the last episode the Stardust continues Star Wars the Stardust continues. Yeah. They shaved him. And they like, shaved uh, the Wookiee and found out it was a robot underneath. Yeah, they're like, okay, let's shape. What is this? Yeah, pad of numbers. Right. It was Wait like a <laughs> clank, clank, yeah. and uh, he had an extra exoskeleton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, spoil. Yeah, you spoiled it for me. But yeah, R two D two. Yeah, clank, clink. Yeah. And he screamed like a mofo. I don't but, know but, if you use that word. But, he just like. But he, his screams were fake. Yeah. Right? He's a robot. They were programmed. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, I heard Chewbacca. Oh. Yeah. There is no Chewbacca. Yeah. It was actually his voice was a sampling of a Spandau Ballet song, True, and David Bowie and oh. Freddie Mercury's Under Pressure. Yeah. And they, they sampled them together and got the... Wow. If you slow it down and play it backwards, it's and, all that together. And play with your, yeah, your nuts. You're, you're you can machine. hear it. Yeah, which uh, we're gonna play a little bit of Spandau Ballet coming at you. Yeah. Oh, and here we go. We're gonna play. Uh, this is true by Spandau Ballet. Uh, 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 I know this. 
much is true. I bet. How much? I bet that oh. Spandau Ballet were emulating David Bowie. You bring up David Bowie and Freddie Mercury, I think they were kind of going for that croony, like real singing, deep, yeah. like uh, respectable singing. Yeah. There's nothing like rough around the edges about it. Well, I heard that they were trying to capture the the fat audience because originally they're called spandex ballet. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. And it, well, it was actually wasn't even ballet because ballet is symbolic of someone who's very toned. So it was uh, wow. spandex, uh, spandex jelly they, jelly bumpers. They, was sh- their original they shortened it. Mamma oh, mia, as Chef Boyardee would say. <laughs> no, but we're, we're goofing around, but Chef Boyardee, we're going to give it up for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, New York. Really, really, huh? really was a real presence in New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kick this off. Yeah, Can I introduce you? Is yeah, that- yeah, yeah, please. Folks, uh, I want to introduce our guest today. Actor, comedian, writer, creator, singer, and one other talent that we're going to put to the test later that... I'm not telling you till we get there. And it's interesting because most human beings, it's they have their first name and then their last name. But you're the only guy I've ever met who has your first name and then your nationality. It's Fred Armenian, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Now We, we did that in Armenia so that oh. when we used to arrive uh, in Italy. Oh, Boy, our we D were, country, uh, by the way. Yeah. We used to arrive and in France and England and stuff. Uh, we were just like, you know, they would ask us, like, where are you from? Yeah. We'd say our name. We're like, sorry, where are you from again? And we'd be like, so we made a decision. We're like, everyone, our last name is our nationality. Yeah. We're done with this yeah. game of, like, filling out and they don't know. And yeah. it's just easier. Like, let's, that's our last name. Yeah. How many times can you roll your eyes before you start to look like Garfield the cat, you know? That was it. That was what we said. We're like, how we don't want to look like Garfield yeah. the cat. So just Fred Armenian. Am I saying Leave it right? It. Yeah, oh. Armenian. Fred Armenian. Yeah. But your first name mm-hmm. is a bit of a bait and switch. Yeah. Because it's Fred to the layperson. Yeah. But to a guy like me, not them, Fred. They don't know. They don't know. But there's another way to say your name, Fred, and I'll let you do it because I don't want to butcher it. Well, there's Fairy Dunn, which is what I was named when I was a baby. And then me and my dad cha- yeah. changed our names because everyone called us Fred. So we're like, let's just change it to Fred. But now I think yeah. I like Fairy Dunn. Fairy Dunn. It's I, very sort of Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Like you could yeah. be a character in either one of those movies. Here comes Fairy Dunn. I wish. You- Imagine some of that Harry Potter money. Hello. What am I, we're better than that. Imagine to be able to fly around on a twig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fred, sometimes you got to say, fuck the cash. I can fly on a pine tree branch. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of it that way. That was greedy of me to just think of the well, cash. Well, it was it. very, very, but, but if you think about you could fly, no more going to airports, no more booking flights, just jump on your birch branch. Now let's think about this, though. Well, here we go. You have to go to uh, Austin, Austin, Texas. I'll go there. Okay, so we're going to go on a flight. No, I'm going to take my birch branch tree. Yeah. First of all, everyone's staring at you on the way. Second of all, how much luggage are you going to bring? You can't bring a bunch of luggage on a branch. 
It's not that magical. It's like, oh, it'll take you, but you can't be having like suitcases and stuff. It'll weigh you down. What if, and this is just a what if, I'm not a wizard, but what if you have a magic pine log, like a thick one, okay. and it's for luggage? It's sure. like a side car, side ride for luggage, like a okay. floating magic pine log. Will you wisp around on sure. your willow tree wisp or whatever? Let's take that into consideration. Okay. Now, how long is that flight? Oh, it's only a couple hours. No, it's yeah. not. On a branch? You're not on a jet. Yeah. So you're out there in the sun, right? And you're going over Arizona and New Mexico. So it seems cool, like, hey, no more airports. Yeah. You want to get on a branch and in the sun and yeah. you're sort of trying to find a place to land in Austin. You get there, you're going to be like, I wouldn't mind sitting in a seat in the air conditioning. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm not convinced of this. I'm just putting it out there as a think about. Right. Ma- magic isn't always as magical yeah. as it seems, is what I'm saying. And how fast does a, a twig go? I don't know, but it can't be that fast. Yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it, No, but I think do, you're right. You know, the wind. The wind. And you, you know. might get slivers. You know, you hit turbulence, yeah. you get slivers in your legs. Yeah. It's like a flying motorcycle in a way. <laughs> it, yeah. just, it seems cool for a minute. Yeah. You know what it would be good for? Flying to your friend's house here. Yeah. So at home in L.A., sure. Oh, yeah. I'll be right over. But airport. Or it might be good for knocking on a beaver's door and shoving it in his big buck tooth hey, face. Hey, hey. Well, no, they love wood, Fred. They eat it. Beavers eat wood, guy. All right. I'm talking. I, I'm saying we got to, you know. Well, I'm not I, saying. I, I hear a lot of well people they, knocking on beavers. Yeah. Right. I hear people like, hey, they're shopping. I'm like, slow down. But let's dissect this. If you're going to wander around with big golden buck teeth. Sure. And your main food source is wood. Yeah. What is it? Is it a crime or is it a gift? If you knock on a beaver's door. He opens the door, smiles. He's got those big goldens, and, yeah, I, I and you ram wood, your yeah, fucking yeah. Chinese wood stick, uh, well, I uh, whatever they're called. You don't have to ram it. You can well, just, it's a beaver. Yeah, but you, you know, if you I, want, I think you present it to the beaver sideways, and you go, "Here's a gift." Oh, like a cob of corn. Yeah. So the the, the, the so I was thinking, eat, but they're, you're thinking, eat. Yeah. Because they're not. I don't. They're not as fast as we think. They're, you know, yeah. They'd be like, Kunk, but they're more like. Yeah. And they live in a lodge. Yeah. Don't we all? Wait a minute. I meant symbolically. Don't we all live in a lodge? I didn't mean it literally. Well. Don't write letters, please. It's kind of a slap at the beavers. Or a, an applause. Maybe I'm clapping for the beavers. Maybe, maybe. I don't yeah, know. We don't know. I'm, we, I'm a kid. Yeah, we're just, we're throwing it out there. Well, what do we kid. know you about beavers? You tell me about beavers. Yeah. You tell me. I, don't, I have no idea. Can I fast forward? I don't know if you're a fast forward guy. <laughs> yeah. Do you like fast forward? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you did. Yeah. Can I fast forward to talking about something that I've always found fascinating about you? That's very nice of you. It's a, and this is a compliment. It's okay. a, I'm going to be talking about a physical attribute. Yeah. That belongs to you, Fred. Mm-hmm. That is always, and I think it's, I think it's part of your allure. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's part of what makes you you. But you have something, what I call, and I look in your eyes, you have something that I call faraway eyes. Oh. Have you ever heard that? I've heard a song about it. Yeah. But uh, what, how, what does it entail? So what it seems to me is when I look at you sometimes, or when you look back, yeah. sometimes I feel like you're looking somewhere far away. Oh, I like that. And to test my theory, and you yeah. can say no, but yeah. I'd like to test the theory. Yeah. It is my podcast, and I don't want to throw you off. Yeah. Would you be willing to stare into your camera? Sure. And just see if I can read what I think you're really seeing. Because I okay. know the minute you sit, sat down, you're mm. not seeing me. You're, you've got that faraway stare. Mm. Well... I'll take it, yeah. but far. But I do see the real you because I see all your surroundings. So I'm like, oh, I see what this guy's about. Okay, you know, but nice for surroundings. How long have I got you here with those faraway eyes? I, 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 I'm taking in more than you think I am. Whoa. I'm like, I'm just. Well, know. let me test it. All right, let me <laughs> test it. On three, I want you to just stare into the into your <clears throat> into camera, camera, and I'll I'll look into your eyes and see if I can see where you're going. Okay, here One, we go. One, two. Three. There, at the end of the pier, a Ferris wheel spins in the night. The soft, gentle mists of the sea caressing its spinning neon glow. And standing there in the shadows of the midnight carnival, I see her again, Cindy. Her youthful smile, her ivory skin, her eyes sparkling like dancing fireflies with nowhere to land. I cry to her. I sing to her. I love for her. I want for her. Cindy at the ocean shore, shrouded in the mist, and she vanishes once more. Fret, where'd you go, guy? I don't remember. So I was right, sort of. You must have been. What did I do? I, I just I was just looking at you, and I mm. pictured you just staring a million miles away to a, a romantic place on a pier with a girl. Oh, I love it. On a you know a, a night with a carnival. Yeah. Oh, beautiful! Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, Amazing. I, I. It's just a blur. Wow. Yeah. Cindy. What what did you say? Nothing. I said I'm sitting here. Oh, thought I heard something else. I said I'm sitting here. Microphone. Hey everybody, check out my merchandise at harbling.com. Yeah, most people just slap some letters or images on a T-shirt or a hoodie, but not me. Yours truly. Guess what? I draw. My own designs at hardbling.com. You can see tons of my hand-drawn t-shirts. Uh, you can either buy the original or you can buy a print. And uh, man, oh man, wear them loud and proud. Um, I love making these designs for you guys and uh, keeping it personal. So check out the whole uh, catalog. We got hoodies. We got coffee mugs. We got... Uh, T-shirts, you name it, it's there at harbling.com. Get your uh, Harland original design, wearable art 
at hardbling.com today. And uh, thank you for your support. And I'll just keep the, uh, the groovy images coming. Can we cut to a little place, Fred? Yeah. Called Saturday Night Live. Now, you were on it for, what, nine seasons? Uh, I think like 11. 11 seasons. One of the longest, right? One of the longer ones, yeah. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. And I'm not going to ask you about any skits. I'm not going to ask you about any of the other cast members, but there's something that I've always wanted to ask about because you never hear about this, and I've always wondered about it. I always pitch you guys out there having fun, but then when you're not there, there's got to be sort of a web of back offices where each of you cast members, did you have a little office? Oh, yeah. So my question is, forget about the guests. and yeah, is, yeah. There is, is there an office story? Is there a story that sticks out in your mind, something that went down in your office at Saturday Night Live? Because we never hear about the office. The office is where we spent most of our time. Most oh, of the time is in that office. That's, so you, that's your own we... office, or is there someone else in there? I, my own office. Your own office. And how big is it? Teeny. Oh. Maybe about half of this room. I had a small wow. office. Yeah. No window, purposefully no window, so I wasn't distracted. Wow. But some people had bigger offices. Yeah. And um, I spent a lot of time there. You just write and write and write. And sometimes and a writer is in there with you, and you both write something together to yeah. so, so the wee hours of the morning. <clears throat> and one time, Here we go. I was writing a sketch with Maya Rudolph. Maya and Rudolph. Hilarious. It was, it was a sketch where it was like a big band on stage and someone is announcing hey on bass so and so and on drums and they'd say a little something about each band member okay and she was making things up about this fictional band and she made me laugh so hard and I was laughing and laughing and then I remember sort of being on the carpet like I was down on the ground you know and there's like a little couch yeah and I remember looking at the carpet and being afraid that I wouldn't be able to breathe back in again. Like the, wow. all the air had left yeah. my... Murder lung. by laughter yeah. almost. <laughs> and I was out of air. And I remember like a little bit of fear of like, I think I won't be able to breathe in again. But a lot of my, uh, most of my memories are, that's like the main part of the job. Really? Oh, yeah. All week. Even after you're done with your sketch, you're sort of going back to rewrite it and work on it and yeah. fix it and stuff. and. Was there ever anything in the office that beyond the writing, like, you know, was there any, did you bring a cast member back there and have a little physical fun? Did you get in a fight with anyone? No, was no. there yelling? Was there some crying? Was there frustration? Like, what's a story that happened in that, that space that really maybe stood out as a... Well, it's, you know, it's in a public space. Like, you're sort of in a hallway with other yeah. offices nearby. So it's not... That private, and in oh, fact, okay, you don't want to shut the door anyway. It's like hot in there, and you it like it. It's more of a weird move to be like, Kajush. yeah. So you're in your own office, but you're sort of in a big. It's an office building. So all the other cast members' offices are in. It's like a hallway of yeah. cast members. Yeah, weird. And writers. Yeah, and writers. And, and are you guys mingled together, or is it the writers are at this no, end no, and the cast together. mingled all together mingled. all the way? Yeah. How many writers? 
18 or 20 or something. Wow. So there's all the input from them, and then all the cast members are are these these writers are separate of the on camera cast members like yourself. But still, it's it's both parties trying to come up with a sketch. Wow. Yeah, and sometimes you'd hear laughter down the hall, like a writer and a cast member. They hit out. gold. They hit gold. They and, hit and gold. Then, and then I would think, damn it, what did they come up with? Yeah. Um, but did that push you harder to go, okay, they clearly hit gold. I got to. But what did they think when they heard you laughing in your room almost dying? When, Whenever we all talk to each other years later, yeah. that's always what it is. Like, oh, well, you guys were the ones having all the fun while I was working on my sketch. Yeah. So, so it was, there was a lot of that. And as far as, like, heated stuff, it was always little stuff yeah little flash fights so uh, this would be like a, a real common thing come back the salad no bacon bits on there i said every week i order this thing with no bacon yeah. bits. and look look so it was the lunch Walk order the, yeah <laughs> or, or dinner order little yeah. it's like little things yeah. like, i asked them to print it up nothing yeah. and now they're gone now they're gone. So I have no idea. Wow. It, it's little things that make people the most mad. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's funny, yeah. But, you, you know, you're kind of in a high-pressure, high-tension situation trying to come up with that gold every week. Yeah. And sometimes that little reprieve is the salad. And when it's not done the way you want it in that moment, you're like, how hard is it? I asked for three ingredients on my yeah. salad. Yeah. That happened to me once. I was shooting a movie somewhere, and I, I didn't want the craft services. I was just craving a McDonald's Egg McMuffin. Yeah. Was it breakfast time? It was okay. breakfast. I said, can, can one of the guys go out and just get me an Egg McMuffin? That's all I wanted. And, yeah. and, and first of all, it took them like an hour. Yeah. And so I was already mad, and then they came back, and it was a Burger King like egg something and i was just like no i like just the weirdest thing can set you off yeah it is because yeah you're focused on the one thing yeah you're focused on the one thing yeah that's happened a bunch of times now we're gonna sound some like some real complainers but no. it, that, but that is always the thing where you're like my fridge has no water is it why do i have a fridge yeah there's an empty fridge yeah. in here is there a reason yeah. i've got an empty fridge well, because when you're working at that capacity, when yeah. you're you're under pressure to put out a hilarious show every week to a live audience, those little things you don't have time for. So it's like no. boom. Yeah. Uh, but I want to go back to the laughter thing because isn't it funny how those moments you really can almost die from laughter? Yeah. It happened to me a few times where I literally accused a friend of mine in the middle of the laughing fit. <laughs> when I got my breath back, I accused of him of trying to murder me. I literally said, you're trying to murder me. And then I sat down on the couch and said, whatever you just said, now say it again. Yeah. Because I wanted that, that extreme laughter all over again. Yeah. Like it's the best feeling. You, you can almost remember during the course of your life, the moments where you had those massive laughing fits. Like it was yesterday. And wow. It's, and it doesn't feel like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It actually feels like your lungs going, yeah, like pushing oh, yeah. something. It's like a yeah. swelling. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I hope I can breathe in again sometime. And sometimes you go out of the swelling into the coughing, where oh, where yeah, then yeah, you yeah. can't yeah. stop, and it feels like you're gonna puke. Yes. you're laughing so hard, yeah. you're like, yeah, it's rare but great. 
but no sweet, sweet, like, lovey, lovemaking in the Saturday Night Live no, no, offices? No, no. no this is a, it's an office. Yeah, but... Open, open. It, it, there's a desk. You just said there's a little <laughs> tiny couch. No, it would be Fred. so... It would be... No human being would be comfortable doing it. It would be the equivalent... Of someone doing it right behind, like if you knew someone was right behind that door, you'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do that here. But isn't that the thrill of it, guy? I don't know. No, it's not the thrill of it. I think he should have. Well, too late now. Well, too late now. And it's like, it is a New York City building. You know what I mean? Meaning like. There's a code. It's not a code. It's like a, buildings are not, you know, they're not. Made they're, for they're not fucking. Made, no, not like. Bad. Like, Window, like couch, uh, laptop, or I'm sorry, desktop. Yeah. People up and down the hall. People laughing down the hall. Yeah, is not. It, it just feels very like. It's like being in a classroom, or being. It's like being in a mall. But Fred, you could have closed that door, and no. one a little power slamming have maybe got the creative juices going a little. No. That adrenaline rush that doesn't it drain? Not no. in my world. <laughs> I think in everybody's world, it's draining. Well, maybe you gotta try some reverse psychology maybe, on maybe. your on yourself. Maybe I feel feel like it's like sleepy time. Can I invite you on your next gig where you have an office to make some sweet, okay. sweet writer's okay. love in your office? And then we'll see how my writing turns out after. Because this would this would be Deal. the this would be the piece that I'd write. Sleepy sleeps, my eyes closed, and then it was sleepy time. Wow. Shut. Uh, the, it would be the shut eyes sketch. Yeah, which I'm liking. I'm liking the genesis oh, you like of it. it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, let's next time. Yeah, I'll let you know. So so slamming gets you tired. Like if you have sex, you you go into tired mode. Yeah. Wow. You ever like? You, you don't. I like a good round of tennis right after I make sweet love. Or oh. bull riding. I don't know if you've ever done that. Uh, you only have to stay on for seven seconds. Yeah. You should stay for longer. Yeah, but God, I, I you know, I'll make sweet, sweet, tender love. Yeah. And I'll get right down to the rodeo arena and get on a about a 3,000-pound steer and buck around like Dolly Parton just landed on a box of pretzels, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like... But you got to be on there for longer than seven seconds if you're on a because if it's a public arena if you're like on yeah well you're it's a show yeah so you're, if you if people are paying and they see you on a bull for seven seconds I want my money back but you know that's the required time right that's how rodeos work I thought it was longer I thought it was seven minutes no 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 that's if you're riding a cow but a uh. bull. Yeah, the bulls go crazy. For you to stay on for even two seconds is almost a miracle. I heard it was easy. I heard you stay on for as no. long as you want. No, it's not like riding the subway. You get on a bucking bull. A bull? How bad? How? Well, they're very powerful and large and muscular. And I, they... I, but I thought they were dumb and slow. Well, some people maybe think that, but no, they're red. A bull? A bull. I'm talking about a bull. Horns. Like three times the size of a, a BMW. I thought they were just dumb, no. lumbering. No. You're thinking of sloths. You ever ride a sloth? 
Uh, yes. I stayed on a sloth for six weeks once. Yeah. Like, they're, they're almost too slow. They are too slow. But a bull, seven seconds. Get out of here. Yeah. I'll bet you $1,000 I could stay on a bull for longer. <clears throat> How long? <clears throat> I think I could do three minutes. <sighs> what, what's, what is the big deal? You get on a bull. Yeah. Are you allowed to hold on to anything? Uh, you can hold on to the back. There's a rope. I know. Maybe you're right. You hold on to a rope. So what? It goes like this. Uh, you, you balance it out. You balance it out. You figure out where it's going to go. What is the big deal? Well, let me ask you this, because this might, this might seal the deal. Do you have a thigh master? Yes. Done. Yeah. I think you could ride that thing all the way to Cleveland. One more rope. You got like Suzanne Summer in her thighs. Like, do you have to go upside down? You, you will if it if it bucks you around. But did, you've got if, you, if you've been doing the thigh master, don't worry, guy. Do you, is there a world where bulls don't move around? Can they just stand there and you go, hey? Stop. Sure. So then, you ever, I'd, you I'd ever, get a you ever been to the meat section at your grocery store? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't move around much there. And when you get like uh, bull meat. Yeah, get a nice T-bone. Nice T-bone of bull meat. Now mm. who's doing the riding? Mm. Huh? Ride you right into the barbecue pit, right. you fat Well fuck. done. Yeah. Sizzle. Oh, God. Actually... I like mine a little more well done. Oh, if you sure. Could, yeah, sorry. A little louder because it was yeah. like... Yeah, it was the juice. Want to get some onions? Oh, yeah. Red. Oh. Holy fuck. Oh. Uh, Fred, excuse me. Just, I like mine a little more well done. Than this? Yeah. If you, if, I'm sorry. All right. Well, you kind of didn't ask. You just kind of put it back. Okay, without. I was going to go off the bottom. Yeah. I'm going to look into the meat here. Yeah. She said. What? You don't? Th- that's not well done enough for you? That is not great. Not yet. <laughs> just a bit so much more. Steam. You're right at the edge, Fred. You're almost. Uh, you're, I'm not turning it over anymore. You're borderline Chef Boyardee right and yeah, okay. Jeez, sorry. I just you know I don't want scrape it off. It's you, you, like stuck. Have you ever had a tapeworm? Yeah. Yeah. Could you eat the uncooked meat? You're gonna have a tapeworm. How long was yours? Oh, an inch. Oh, that was an inchworm. Yeah. You, did oh, you get it out in the garden? Yeah. Yeah. Was it when you were pretending you were a robin? Yes. Yeah. No. That that's an inchworm. That's an inchworm. When you're playing. That's not the same thing as a tapeworm. No, tapeworms are about. Uh, 12 feet long and eat your manure. Ew. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, if I was a tapeworm, yeah. I would say to humans, you know, you complain about us, but we're eating your manure. Yeah. And so yeah, we're not eating your food. We're yeah. eating your waste. So what? why do you have issue with us? And why aren't they called diet worms? I mean, they're right? pretty much eating our food. Yeah. Think of all the calories you'll save. Yeah, nice and skinny. Yeah, I'll have an extra banana split. Don't worry. Timmy's in here. Yeah, He'll yeah. take your Timmy, Timmy the tapeworm. Timmy the tapeworm. Yeah. Eating the rest of the su- ice cream sundae. Um, if I could get my... It's right here. Yeah. Gunk. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
Oh shit! What? Just no, 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 no. Bro, it's no, just a, no, no, I don't no, want no, a no, tapeworm no. guy. The problem is, well, I put that buck on the grill, and everyone else is gonna want. Yeah, their, their burgers. I'm not putting it. Half you ate from it. You ate from it. Yeah. Go to McDonald's and get a breakfast McMuffin like you wanted. That was so many years ago. I kind of passed it right through the cord. Yeah. That, it was it was that uh, movable, malleable. Yeah, the light just went. There it goes. Wow. So hold on. Whoa. Can I stop everything for a minute? So you're taking a night school class doing the mic shit. I just saw what you did. Are you fucking, are you taking a night school class in electronics? How did you, how did you do that? These are Tivoli lights? Yeah. So uh, as soon as the connection is disconnected down there, all you have to do is push it forward. <sighs> and yeah, it's kind of like Christmas lights. They're all connected. I don't know if anyone's ever said this to you before, but who are you, guy? Yeah, I've heard that. Who are you? How many night school classes are you taking? Like, are there other things I don't need? We've got... That's it. I promise. Electronic lighting. Okay, at night. Yeah, and microphone movement. And there's nothing else. No. So if we go along here, I'm not going to uncover a third night school class that you're doing. I don't think so. But the, see, I don't think so. I don't. Feels a bit open ended. Yeah, no, but I, my belief is I don't think there are any other classes, night school classes. I don't think. Would you do me a quick favor, Fred, and stare into your camera? Because those eyes. Lemon butter clouds drifting on a mayonnaise sky. I watched the sun burn hot. Melting raindrops as they sizzle tender angel flesh. A cowboy rides through the dust on a rattlesnake's dream. I lay beside you on a blanket on the bluff. Salami, white wine, hazelnut spread, puffed shrimp, calypso. Fred? Guy, your eyes. Oh, I just got hungry. How do you do? Where do you go? I don't know. I don't have any memory of it. But <laughs> I do want to bring up uh, yes. uh, Calypso music. Please yes. check it out. Please. Uh, what? We, we over at Spotify and Apple Music, We are people are not checking out Calypso music. Did you just say Calypso? Yeah. Because when I looked in your eyes and I was reading it, I, the final thing I said was Calypso. What the f? You know, I, you know how to read my eyes. What the corned beef sandwich f? But what the corned beef sandwich f? Like, I mean, you can say f off, but when you throw a food in front of it, Fred, it's like triple. Like, try try yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah. try throw throw whatever. What food. the what the uh, cornflakes f? Wow. What e the milky cornflakes F. Well, easy guy. <laughs> Dial it down, Nacho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of music, Fred. Calypso. But in every form of music, mostly, there's an instrument that occurs. And someone at this table is a drummer, not me. Talk you're to me about your drumming guy. You're not a drummer? 
I'm not a drummer, but I'm in awe of drummers. They're the best. Talk to me about the art of drumming, please. I love drumming. I love drum kits. I love drum sets. I love drummers. <sighs> I love watching drummers play. Uh, How long have you been a drummer? When did you start? I started maybe when I was like 10 years old or something. So are you f a fluent drummer? Not really. I mean, yes, but, you know, there's drummers who are like jazz, you know, experts. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not the one of the like, you know, who can really break down different time signatures. But I love drumming and uh, I drum as often as I can. Are you a guy who likes to challenge yourself? Only just. I'm not one of those like, I gotta, you know. Okay. I gotta learn uh, beats from uh, Pakistan and let me get these, yeah. you know. I'm a little bit like, no, I'm comfortable here, but I'll push it a little. They say, Fred, and I looked this up many times, many a rainy night, I sat under the cork tree in my yard and looked this up. They say that every true drummer started and the mark of a true drummer is if a drummer can play on Tupperware with chopsticks. Uh, let's rock and roll, guy. Let's rock and roll. Let's see what we get. We got your drum kit and your metal one for the cymbal. So metal's for cymbal. And let's do, this one's going to be the snare drum. And So let's turn it into a snare, but let's put some like paper on it or something. Just to yeah. And you got your chopsticks. Like little, we'll make it kind of rattly. And if you want to make it jazzy, Fred, because I don't want to, I feel like I sort of sprung this on you. If you want to point to me, and I'll come in with some sacks, but okay. only when you're ready. And excuse me for putting this on you. I felt like me and you were up at Forest Lawn Graveyard on a foggy Thursday night. Yeah. Standing around Dave Brubeck's grave. Yeah. And Oscar Peterson's grave. Yeah. And they came out ghostly and maggoty and just, I, I feel like we channeled them. Yeah. They're, they're, they gave us a standing ovation. <sighs> they were like, first they were a little bit like, hmm. Cat, you can play. I can play okay, you know. 
Do you like swearing or no? No. Do you, am I allowed? No. Okay, then I'll just say, holy uh, summertime mashed potatoes <laughs> F. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> summertime mashed potatoes. F. No, you could, you could, you could curse. Go ahead. Well, I think I, I just did. I don't know. I'd be going backwards in time like Albert Einstein at a, a curl your own uh, fucking taco stand yeah. festival or whatever yeah. they call it. Let's give it up for Albert Einstein, though. Oh, my God. What? I mean, who did his hair? Out of of the gate. Out of the gate. I mean, how do you wake up one day, Fred? You wake up, you're like, equals MC square. What? What? Huh? Who? He was just like, he had a coffee, and he's just like, what what is E equals? Oh, he's like this. He's like, I got it. Dude. Equals MC square. It was right in front of me the whole time. Hey, uh, yeah. come over. Yeah. Come over. I, I think, I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but I think I got it. What, what do you got? I'm busy. I, uh, okay, remember how I was saying, what is E equal? Yeah, but what is E, first of all? Because energy. when you went on that, okay, energy, okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, Can you hear, I'm making French toast. What, oh, are yeah. you? Well, yeah. Why did you, why did you pick up the phone? Well, I, I saw it was you, and, uh, you know. In 19... 19- 39? Yes. Yes. My, you I, saw it was... Wait. I saw it was you in the egg batter. You know how sometimes you see Jesus Christ on a potato chip yes. or on a loaf of bread? When I was wisping the French toast egg batter, I saw a vision of your face, and I just went, I bet that's him, that I old mean, that's mustache. What we, that's what we should put in our money. Okay. If you're able to know who's calling in 1939, buddy, I, I, well, I, I you know... Uh, we got we have another conversation coming up because well, because that it is me. Well, I'd like to finish this conversation because what I'm saying is, is e what it equals m c squared. What? So just come just come over. Just okay. come over. Eat your French okay. toast. Come over. Okay, I'll be there yeah, in half an hour. Yeah. You want some French toast? Please. Fuck off. No, I didn't mean that last part. I mean, um, uh, you want to see this e equals m c squared or not? Yes. Come over. Okay, see you in a bit. Yeah, bet. Fuck off. Yeah, it's too late. I got yeah. Too late. Uh, wow, that was fantastico. Thank you. I mean, as Chef Boyardee would say, fantastico. Grazie. You can, cat. Uh, you can really pound those skins. Yeah. Yeah. Tupperware. Wow. Look at these. <clears throat> Tupperware turned out to be useful after all, huh? Well, musically. I think for storing food, we still seem to use. So wait a minute. You can lay down like some really solid jazz, and you're telling me you'd put a souffle or a meatloaf in there after? Yeah. Or I'd mix part of the ingredients in here. Wow. Uh, I I don't know that I was going to say this, but a party player. (laughs) Like you're you're a party player, cat. Do you do you host parties and make food? Well, no, but when a cat can tap the skins and then go put a meatloaf in his drum set, you're a party player, yeah. cat, wild yeah. cat. Yeah. I don't know what jungle you prowl through, yeah. but your prey is like fucking uh, souffle in a 
Tupperware. You got to recycle these, buddy. Well, I'll show you how. Okay, oh, wait. Recycle the chopsticks? Always. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, <clears throat> the guy just opens a fresh pair of chopsticks and plays some of the hottest jazz we've ever had on the Harland Highway. Like, amazing. Always. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So give this to your next guest. Or so, to your next food guest, if you yeah. have someone come over. Wow. Save the turtles. Save the turtle. Um, I don't know if I want to bring this up, because we're having such a good jam here. Yeah. But sometimes life is tragedy, and we might want to talk about this. Sure. Kay uh, Costner getting a divorce. Oh. Kevin Costner. I hope, I hope he's doing okay. That's, uh, that's it. Like he's had five children with a woman for 15 years, and that's. I hope he's doing okay. Maybe they'll both be happier. You know what he was on, right? Oh, God, he was a drug addict? No, he's the. <laughs> he was on a huge TV show. What was it? You know. Outside. <laughs> the show was called Outside? Yeah. And where did they shoot it? That was called Outside Empire. Oh, my God. So it was part of the Star Wars trilogy? No. It, it was oh. more like, it's more like people out in Montana. And oh, so outside Montana. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's a lot of silence, I felt, hanging around his divorce. Like, I thought maybe we'd have... A robust discussion about divorce no, and maybe, the pain, but no, there's just a lot of silence hanging around. Maybe there was a lot of silence around his divorce. Maybe there's a lot of silence around their relationship. We don't know. I like to put, I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but I like to put pieces together. Yeah. And that deafening silence yeah. when I brought up Kevin Costner's divorce, did something happen between you two? Like, was there, is there some bad <laughs> blood? Let's call it good blood, first of all. What? And let's just say, um, I guess I could speak cryptically, that... So you're going to speak from a wheelchair? Yeah, I'm going to speak from a wheelchair. I've got a high wheelchair. Certain shows sometimes don't... Look as dark as other shows, oh. but there are people who forget that sometimes we like to sit. Out on the beach, out on the sun. But some people well, tend to eat <laughs> sorbets that have melted in the sun, sun but, but 
they turn it into sorbet juice. <sighs> yeah. That's all. So well, I can't I can't get direct with it, but yeah, <clears throat> you're I dancing start- all around it. <clears throat> I think you might be glad you got divorced. Is what I'm thinking after that tirade. It's not a tirade. Let's just say that somebody had a sunglasses company and forgot to copyright the name of the company. I, I'm not saying it's what? me. I'm not saying okay, it's me. Okay, okay. Let's say that two buddies who went to the same college tried to put together a sunglasses company. Right. I don't know who. I don't know. Right. It could be. Just could be anyone. But somebody, but he, not me. Not you. Forgot that you've got a copyright. Which is something you'd never forget. Not you. When, see, now I'm going to get mad. And emotional. When you sit with someone at dinner and you go, don't worry, I got it. I'm going to copyright the name. Yeah. Of the sunglasses. Of the sunglasses company. Company, yeah. You go, are you sure? Because I can do it. And when the other person goes like, no, 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 I got it. I know how to do this. That's when you go, all right. It sounds like that ship has sailed. I'm not saying it's you. Sounds like whoever it was, there's some bitterness. Yeah. How about this? Mm-hmm. I propose something new, something fresh. In the eyewear yeah. arena, faraway eyes glasses. I love it. Do you have any glasses with you right now? I, I don't. I mean, I have my sunglasses. Please put them on. Please, Far Fred. Away. Faraway eyes. Sunglasses. This could be, and it wasn't you that lost the sunglasses, but faraway eyes. eyes, sunglasses. And how they work is you have them on, pull them off, and immediately look into camera and see what those <coughs> faraway eyes are thinking. Right, here we go. Ready? <coughs> oh, God. Here we go. Wendy's Baconator with a chocolate frosty. Wow. It made it shorter. Yeah. It made your far away a little shorter. Yeah. And I do remember this time. <sighs> what was it? Wendy's Baconator. Frosty. What flavor? Vanilla. Ah, I didn't get it all. Fred. I was close. You need a sponge bath? Sponge bath? What? No, I mean, you need a, a minute. You need a minute. No, no. I thought I wasn't. I haven't winked at the camera yet, right? Oh. Wow. Just so you have it. Now, if we were to put it, some people, when they wink, they yeah. do the, the, the obligatory ding. Yeah, yeah. What's a Fred wink do? What sound do we put in? <sighs> like a door slamming? No, it's like an electronic sound. Okay. So you wink and we'll put in, I'll get the team here at the Harland Highway, our electronics team, yeah. to put in this any sound you want. Yeah. Wow. For me, would you mind doing a door slamming wink? That's a door slam. But we put the sound in. You oh, you, just I have thought you wanted me the, to do the sound. You just have to do the wink. Wow. Wow, dude. A car door is more like, oh. 
We'll do the sound. You do the wink. All right. The car slamming door wink. But it's that was a car door closing. A slam is different. Okay. It's still similar, but there's a. We'll do the sound. Yeah. You do the wink. And I'll do. I could also do like a a closet door opening. (laughs) It's an old wooden house. We'll do the sound, and you do the wink. Okay. For the fifteenth time. Okay, and then I'll do. Then you, since you like Star Wars so much, one of those sliding, futuristic okay. space doors. No, Fred. We'll do the sound. You do the wink, for the seventeenth time. <coughs> that was a cough sound effect. Okay, let's do. A janitor's door. Clink. Um, same rules apply to the oh. last 20. Great. Have you ever heard of a show called I Dream of Genie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barbara Eden. No, thanks. I'm busy. Uh, bef- speaking of TV show. Stand up. Gosh. Darn it. There we go. I'm going to do a machine gun wink. Oh, machine gun. Yeah. No. No. Fred? No. No. We do the noises. Right. You do the winks. Right, right. Uh, speaking of TV shows, we're getting to the end of the interview, even though it hasn't started yet. We need to talk about Portlandia, my friend, because what you did with that show is probably every artist's dream coming to Hollyweird, right? To conceptualize a show, to create the characters, to be able to write the show, to be able to bring your friends into the show, to have, what was it, eight seasons? Yeah. Talk to me about that journey. It's, it's unbelievable. How, how, it what, how all happened uh, just to do it for fun. I, uh, myself and Carrie Brownstein, uh, yeah. my best friend and someone I was a fan of, uh, we just started making these little videos. Yeah. We shot them in Portland. And then it just turned into a show. What, uh, my, my manager, we have managers and agents yeah. here. In Los Angeles. Yeah. And then he was like, what do you want to work on next? And I was like, I just want to do these. I want to make these. And then we pitched it. And it, somehow they let us you know, do a pilot and then a first season. And we just kept going and going. We shot it in Portland. And all our ideas came to fruition. And uh, I can't believe it. It was fun. And you got to kind of be, which is very rare in this town or in any industry, you got to kind of be the captain of the ship, right? And even though there were other creatives. Well, there was like three of us who really were the captains of the ship. Okay. uh, uh, But uh, it's that it was um, small. So it was on this channel called IFC. Independent Film Channel. Yeah, so because of that, we didn't have the weight of anyone 
you know, making sure we were doing something a certain way. So Less meddling. Yeah, there yeah. Were, it was just too small of a oh, company. Isn't that a blessing in disguise? What a dream. And outside of the obvious success of it and, and the fulfillment, was there any unexpected kind of result that came from that, whether it was like metaphorically or whether it was just beyond the <laughs> scope of the entertainment industry? Was there Was there any residual kind of thing that came from that that was rewarding or satisfying or a surprise yeah like we i remember i would say in interviews and stuff oh we just do it because me and carrie are friends we get to spend more time with each other then we did really spend more time with each other and our our working relationship sort of kept going in a way that we got to hang out yeah and then this other weird thing happened where i spent a lot of time in portland yeah i still have a a place there and i always loved it there but now when I go and people see, tourists see me or me and Carrie, yeah. it blows their minds. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to put it. Just so it doesn't seem like it's like bravado or anything. But, like, uh, but people are just sort of like, they can't believe. Because you've, you've sort of become part of the fabric of the place because of the show, right? In a way. Yeah. In yeah. A, or whatever, yeah. In, in the comedy world yeah. or something. So, uh, so it's like a, it's a place I always loved. And then... Now when I go there, it's extra, extra intense. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I would say those are some good outcomes. Yeah. And then when I look back, <clears throat> I just can't believe all the the concepts that we had for all the um, sketches. Yeah. A lot of recording studio stuff. And <sighs> it's like inside jokes or something. And you were you're able to get away with it, execute it the yeah. way you wanted. And yeah. you're right, because what people don't know about this industry, sometimes the more polished and the more wealthy the studio or the network, the more these high-paid executives come in and want to put their fingerprints all over it. Yeah. And, and they not only sort of sometimes inhibit and upset the apple cart, but then they sort of psychologically make you as the creator not go to all the places you want to go because you're already sort of like putting up roadblock like oh they won't let us do that yes but when you had that complete almost creative freedom it must have been so liberating absolutely but we wow. still made sure to like you know we gave ourselves rules anyway yeah right so that it wasn't too out there yeah right because because sometimes if you go beyond too eclectic you, you, then you're just wallowing in it. Then yeah. you're just making things up just to make things. Yeah, up. and and then it sort of becomes self-destructive on itself because it's too, it's too much of an inside joke. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the other two were good at if I was getting if I was trying to come up with something that was too far, they were yeah they sort of thankfully wow hold it back. Yeah. So based on that and all your experience on SNL. Is there a dream project that lies ahead for you that you would love to see come to fruition, like another show or a movie or something that would challenge you that you haven't done? Yeah, I want something in like completely in another language. Oh, really? Like, yeah, but like wow, where it isn't um, the gimmick of the show. So like something in like either Icelandic or in you know Farsi or something. Really? Yeah. Is it a language you speak or is it just? I a- speak neither, but oh. Something where, yeah, so I could, I could like, learn the language as I go. But something that isn't yeah. just about that, like, yeah. we're, we're in Iceland or Iran. Yeah. It's more like, I picked just, I don't know, you know, countries with the letter I. Yeah. But, um, Ireland's got an I in yeah. it. Yeah. 
But I, mean, I, I speak English. I know, but they, it's sort of a weird English. It's yeah. got that kind of thing on it, Fred. So it's sort of English, but in a way it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a little buttery. I mean, it's. Thanks. I mean, it's English. Can you you can understand me right now? I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. But still, it's not really proper English. No, no. It's right. like if they were all born with a slur, or yeah. maybe they got their head slammed in a car door. All the Irish. But they, when they hear us, they think we have an accent. Yeah, but we're a lot swifter, or a lot smarter than them. They sound like they've been. Uh, they're watching. Who? The Irish. The Irish don't know how to work technology, Fred. They're out churning butter in the fields. If you're out there, separate these two cameras and not put his side on the other side. I would never accuse the Irish of not being good at technology. My God. Well, there's no point in wasting your breath talking to them. They they don't even know how to turn on a television, Fred. Please, please, if you're Irish and you're out there. First of all... He apologizes, I apologize. They don't even have cell phones, Fred. If they stand at the edge of a field and they yell to each other. Some of them even fucking yodel. And you're out there. We find you highly technologically savvy. You're wasting your breath, lad. You know technology. There's no one listening over we in the Emerald are, Island. Our hope is that you will become the center. They still te- eat out of seashells, Fred. Of technology. Please, if you're Fred. Irish. Please know that we invest in you. They don't we even know how to run roller skates. And they skip and they prance over there, friend. And the if Irish. I open up a roller well, rink, you guys are first in line. And I want to see you out there on the roller rink. I think you're pandering now. No. I, think, I think you're doing some Irish ass sucking. And I, I don't I, know about that. Well, but if you're Irish, like, you guys, well, listen, you guys, you're at number one. At the top ten of countries, you guys are number one. And we believe in you. And we like you and we love you. So get out there. Fred, that's, look, where I come from, that's called Irish ass sock. (laughs) Where are you from, Ireland? Well, how did you know, Fred? Oh, well. Well, look at that. Yeah. How the hell did you know it's from Ireland, Fred? (laughs) Yeah, well, I could just guess. No, we love you. We're kidding around with you, but we love you. We're kidding around. We love you. We love you. I'm for the Irish, Irish. huh, Fred? Those dumb fuck. Um. But uh, let's get down. Speaking of other cultures, Fred, this is our last segment. Mm-hmm. And you're going to love this because I know you love footwear. This is called Words from a Wooden Shoe. Okay. This is an authentic Dutch clog. Mm-hmm. And inside are some folded up words. All you got to do is reach in, mm-hmm. pull out a word, see if it elicits a memory or a story from some point in your life that you could share with the gang. Sure. Words from a Wooden Shoe. Words from a Wooden Shoe. dear sweet Fred Armenian. Lost as a child. Oh. I remember oh, uh, being uh, in a campground. Like, go. you know, you go, your family goes, like, in a camper, and there's other campers around. It was nighttime. I so, wait, there's campers and other families camping? Yeah, yeah. And so that's a campground? I mean, like, camper cars, like the vehicle. Got it, got so it. So, not, like, really camping where you're way out there. More like, there's like a Volkswagen camper here, and like got another. it, got it. But it's still, you know, there's like little dirt roads and stuff. Okay, and you could hear everyone. But I remember I did get lost. What? And I remember it being very uh, upsetting. I remember the feeling of like, I'm not from here. Oh my god, where are my parents? That was, I, I'll never forget. It was a very, wow. very scary. And 
I sometimes have a hard time with being in nature, I will say. So I wonder if that would help. You were lost in the woods? Or no, ju- no, no, no. Just in the campground? Just in the campground. So it, it wouldn't have taken more than like, excuse me, you know, where's... Right. Uh, so it wasn't so like... So not really lost at all. No, but when you're a kid, you just it all... You're, if you're disoriented even a little, it's the end yeah. of the world. <clears throat> Maybe if you just turned around even four or five degrees, you would have been right there. I mean, that's probably what happened. Yeah. I probably ended up turning around four or five degrees and being like, oh, there, there it is right there's there. There's my family. I wouldn't yeah. have gone very far. Huh. Well, so that didn't really work. This did work. Well, it didn't, I don't know that you were lost. I think you were standing beside your trailer and just facing the, the yeah, other but, way. But, <clears throat> but lost as a child, the... Center point of the sentence is the word child, meaning that when you're a child, everything seems much worse than it is. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that you were right beside your family but just facing the wrong way was horrific to you. That's lost as a child. If you're lost as an adult, oh, wait, uh, where were we? A7. Ah, sorry. Yes, we're right through this way. Boy, this place is disorganized. Lost as an adult. Lost as a child. Ah! Well. Oh, no. I think maybe we call that, Fred, a very young drama queen. We do. Yeah. We do call it. My family called it that. They called you a drama queen? A very young drama queen. Because you were probably screaming, help, I'm lost. And they're like, "Uh, Fred, we got some hot dogs on the bonfire. Yeah. And you turned around. And there there they were. Yeah, drama queen. Yeah. Very young drama queen. A young one. Yeah. You grew out of it, though. Hell yeah. I didn't see any drama queen BS here today. Please. Not you, want, here. you want drama? Go elsewhere. Yeah. Go outside where Kevin yeah. Costner goes. Yeah. Yeah. Outside. <laughs> outside. Yeah. Get out. Get out of here. Costner. Go get divorced outside. KC. Wait, are you taking another one? No, I'm just. No one's ever taken two. I'm not going to. I'm just rearranging them. Well, seems like. You were about to take another one. Um, Fred Armenian, would you please look into the camera and tell the folks where they can see you, where they can go see you perform, where they can pick up your I've been, book? I've been doing uh, stand-up, uh, which is a comedy for musicians. And when I did the show recently at Largo in Los Angeles, you were there. You were a guest. We were there, We yeah. were together. You're not a guest. You were part of the show. Yeah. And... Uh, so I just do that all over the place. So that's what I'm doing. Do you know, I think that's the first time we physically, like... Definitely. I think we'd been in the same room before together, yeah, but yeah. I think it was the first time we actually got to talk. That's exactly right. And I want to say I was super excited. Aww. I'm a huge fan. You're such a talented guy. And I reached out to Marissa and said, will you yeah. please ask Fred if he would come on the show? And yeah. I want to say thank you for doing it because... Huge fan, Fred, and, and the you feeling make me is laugh. mutual. Thank you, buddy. It's mutual, and yeah. you're so funny. And it was a great set that night. Too. It was fun. I didn't. I, I got there late, so I didn't get to see anyone else. I saw yeah. Amir's set, but I didn't yeah. get to see yours. But, but yours oh, was so funny. Well, I think we had a nice set here today. Yeah, I do too. And I think you have a nice set. Thank you. Oh, your eyes are up there. Yeah, your faraway eyes are <laughs> up there. Eyes are up here. Um, folks, let me hit the theme music and, uh, we're going to, uh, do you want to do one more far away eyes before we go? 
Up to you. Happy to do it. It's up to the folks, really. I think they would like it. And there I sat on the edge of eternity, eating curly fries and pretending they were rolled up drinking straws. And over the abyss came Mary with her giant face brace and her hammerhead shark eyes. The places you go. Yeah. Well, we're glad you came here to the Harlan Highway. Highway. Folks, check Fred out. Thank you for being here. And until next time, everybody, chicken Drinking chow, chow pain, baby. baby. We did it. We did it. We did it. Fucking you look like Costner right now, by the way. <laughs> Do you want to go get a divorce? <laughs> I actually